Hi knitters, how are you? So good to see you guys. Uh, I am Devin Ventry of Knitty McPurley and this is the Knitty McPurley podcast. Thank you so much for joining me and we're gonna be talking knitting and sewing and all sorts of fun stuff. I have bribed my children with about an hour's worth of candy. So <laughs> hopefully this will go super well. I'm in a new part of my house at this moment. And full disclosure, um, we had some wood rot on the front of the house and um, there might be some banging. So we'll see. All right, so um, yeah, it's almost Christmas. It is December 19th. Today is my oldest daughter's last day of school. And uh, my kids and I just finished up our homeschooling. And so Christmas break has officially begun for me. And I'm very excited about it. Um, I looked at what I had on for the podcast and realized that I didn't have any knitting on. So I put on my Timothy Ridge. We'll see. It's like 20 degrees outside, but it's kind of warm in here. So we'll see if I'll be able to keep it on the whole time. Uh, at, well, actually, here, I'm just going to show you my uh, schoolhouse tunic. I love this thing. I love a tunic because it's kind of fitted here and then I'm sitting down, but it kind of blouses out through the part that I don't really want to highlight. And then below that are just legs. So I, I don't know, I like the hiding qualities of that. Okay, so I wanna tell you about the knitting and sewing that I've been doing. Um, I kind of just have my pile here. I have been trying to record this podcast for a long time. And so I was just like, you know what? Today is the day. It's the beginning of Christmas break. I'm gonna put the lights on and I'm gonna sit down and I'm gonna bribe the kids and we're gonna talk because I miss you guys and I wanna hang out. And I don't know, I was watching another knitting podcast today and they were having all these technical difficulties and I was like, I don't care. I just wanna hang out with you guys. So this is what it is. I love you guys. Here we are. Yay, hope you have your knitting. Um, I bribed you. Go upstairs, run along. Okay, all right. Okay, so first thing I wanna show you, I am doing almost no gift knitting for Christmas because I didn't wanna be stressed. I wanted to enjoy the holidays and kind of take a break. I finished up um, a design for bare wool Yay, I'm so excited. I kind of showed you the colors last time and I made that top. Anyway, I've got so many things I want to tell you about, but for now, I just want to say I finished up that work and I thought I'm going to take the end of December off and wait until January to get back into it. So, um, but I am doing one gift knit for my husband who asked me for a hat and has he never asked me for anything? I think he's never asked me for anything. I have knit him a few things, but he's never asked me for anything. Um, and this is the hat for my husband. So this is an 11th hour hat, which is uh, my pattern. Um, it is cable -y, and every time I've knit it up until now, I have used a big fur pom-pom and that gives it a very feminine look. But I thought, you know what? If I use woolen spun yarn and I don't put the pom-pom on, uh, maybe I could make it look a little bit more masculine. But I, I just, 
I love knitting this hat. It's so fun. It's such a fun knit. This pattern, which you can see, it's kind of, um, it alternates reverse, it's <laughs> reverse stockinette with two different cables. One is like a seed stitch cable. <laughs> Everything's backward in my, in my viewer. Uh, and then this is just a regular plain old cable. So this is a hat pattern um, that is currently on sale for I think 30% off through December 24th if you need a last minute gift or if you just wanna make an awesome hat. So what I am holding together here is, look at this gigantic ball of Brooklyn Tweed. <laughs> Doesn't that just make your heart happy? So this is Brooklyn Tweed Shelter in the Hayloft colorway. And I actually unraveled a project that I, it was just something I knit that I don't wear and I unraveled it and because everything had been grafted together, you know, I used the spit join every time I went from uh, one skein to, to another, I ended up with this gigantic ball of Brooklyn Tweed. So I am holding one strand of this worsted weight yarn. Oh no, it went under the couch. Hold on. Come on, ball of yarn. This is so embarrassing. Okay, well, <laughs> it has rolled under too far. But I have another ball, much smaller and of a more normal size, of Barrett Wool uh, Wisconsin Woolen Spun Worsted. So I've got two strands of woolen spun worsted weight yarn that I am holding double. So you can see these colors are, so, oh, in the penny colorway. Here you can see. So one is uh, Hayloft and one is Penny. My husband wanted orange. And the Hayloft is almost like a mixture of yellow, green, and orange. And the Penny, it's either called Penny or Copper Penny, I'm not sure. But um, that's almost totally orange. So this hat is just the prettiest color. It's like an orange with a green and a yellow. And my husband has no hair. And so his main request for this hat is that it be tightly knit. <laughs> People keep texting me. Okay, hold on, let me turn down the volume. Anyway. So his main request was that it be a very tightly knit hat. And even though this is my own pattern that I wrote myself, I kind of forgot the needle size before I cast on. I don't know. I don't look at things like needle size. So in my mind, I thought that I designed this hat, sorry, um, on a 10 and a half, US size 10 and a half needle. And so I thought, well, I'm gonna go down to a nine and make this a really tightly knit hat. But it turned out that the pattern was written for a nine. So. I thought what I might do here is line it with fleece because that would really make it so that no air is coming through there. Now, because I mostly design and knit together, I don't do a lot of hacky kind of things because I, I need to recreate what you guys are gonna be doing. So when I was knitting this hat, because this hat is just a Christmas present, I was able to totally hack something. And I wanted to share this hack with you because it was, Great, I can't believe I didn't think of this before and it totally worked out. So you can see from my long tail cast on, this is all that's left. And I'm not worried that it's not really enough to weave in because this is woolen spun. I think I could probably just cut it off. I probably will try to weave it in once or twice, um, but it's so sticky that I'm just not worried about it unraveling. So when I did my long tail cast on, I was short a couple of stitches. I think the cast on for this hat, I can't remember if it's 80 or 90. <laughs> it's one of those. And I came up two stitches short. 
So I just did a backwards loop cast on of those last two and you cannot tell. You cannot tell at all. Like if you do a long tail cast on and you run out of yarn in your long tail, like you just didn't make it long enough like I did, just do a backwards loop of the last few. You cannot tell. Words to live by. <laughs> There's my tip for the day. But I thought, I'm like, I gotta share that. Like I don't even know how many times I've gotten to close to the end of my cast on and I don't have enough. Not that many, I mean, mostly back, you know, I think now I'm getting a little bit better at that, but um, back when I was a beginner knitter, that would happen all the time because I just didn't know how long to make the tail, but you don't have to redo it. You can just do a backwards loop cast on of a few. And if you, uh, probably you already know what a backwards loop is, but backwards loop is just where you do that and then whoop, and then there's your cast on, right? So. Anyway, there's that. I have to finish this before Christmas, but that's all. And this is an 11th hour hat. I could finish this in probably about an hour. I think I'm halfway. There's two repeats of the cable pattern. I think I'm about halfway through the second one. Also, my husband has a tiny head. He's a very smart man. Like, I don't know where he's keeping all of his brains because I, I early on in our marriage said, we can't take a picture with my gigantic melon head right next to your head because it's just ridiculous. So anyway, I think I might even shorten this a little bit because his head is just not very big. So, okay, there's that. Um, other than that and the Barrett Wool stuff, I don't have that much to show. I've mainly been swatching. One of the things that I made in the swatching process, more yellow hats, um, this yarn is from 29 Bridges Studio. This is not blocked. I often don't block hats. Do you block hats? I feel like if it was a beret or like a shaped hat, I, you'd have to block it. But just for like a, a, a toque, as the Canadians say, or just like a, you know, a winter hat, I almost never block those things. So uh, this is a lace pattern that I was trying out. I think this is kind of awesome. So blocked, which way do I turn it? Blocked, this would kind of come down a little bit. Let's see if you can see right there. Um, and it has kind of a tulip shaped lace pattern. Um, this isn't anything really. I was just trying out this lace pattern in the round and I thought, you know, why not just make this into a hat? So uh, here, I'll put it on so you can kind of, it doesn't really look good with my glasses. I don't need glasses. I mean, I do need them. That's why I have them. But I only wear them really for um, driving or watching a movie. But I've been so tired <laughs> that I'm like, I'm gonna wear my glasses just so that it's like a barrier between my extreme <laughs> tired haggardness and the rest of the world. <laughs> so, um, I don't know. Do you, my husband was like, that hat is awesome. You should publish that pattern. This is a DK weight yarn and I really like it. I guess I don't wear a lot of DK hats. I like a thicker hat. So I don't know. Let me know what you think or let me know what you think of this stitch pattern because, uh, I do really like this lace a lot. Um, yeah, I'm working on a new design collaboration or two with 29 Bridges Studio, which if you don't follow her on Instagram, um, or if you haven't been to her website, her name is Mary and her yarn is fabulous. Like I'm swatching, oh my swatch is over there. It's, it's, a, it's a plain stockinette swatch and you're like, this is the most gorgeous thing I've ever seen ever. Um, so um, 
Yeah, it's just beautiful yarn. And those things are going to be um, coming down the pike pretty shortly, a couple months. So another thing that I was messing around with, hold on. <laughs> okay, I'm actually not sure where I left off, but I was able to get the Copper Penny Barrett Wool out from under the couch. <laughs> so there is that, isn't that pretty? This is like an orange orange, unlike the Haystack, which I think this is just really kind of helpful because these colors are very similar, but the Haystack really has all, when you put them together, you see that it has a lot more green and kind of yellow speckles. So, but held together, they look just awesome. Um, I just saw that I have this too. So I didn't really have a chance to like um, prepare for this podcast. I, <laughs> it's, it's a little crazy around here. So um, I'm just going to show you things as I pick them up. It's a little bit less organized than my old audio podcast used to be. And if you're listening on audio, then um, I'm, I'm sorry for what you can't see. But um, yeah, it's always nice to hang out with you guys anyway. All right, so here's some more Wisconsin wool and spun because you guys know all about my addiction. I'm very open about that. <laughs> um, I originally bought this Wisconsin wool and spun worsted in the coal colorway, but because I design, it's just too dark. And we all remember the Inverness fiasco where I designed a whole sweater in a color that was just too dark. So um, Evan, Susan's son and business partner was very kind to send me this color, which is called Quaker Gray. This is awesome. Now it always shows up, <laughs> it always shows up as grayer on a screen than it actually is. It is gray, but it's a tannish gray. It's darker than rain shower, um, but it's just really pretty. I've got big plans for this. I've actually got so many plans for this that I don't, I don't, know how I'm gonna do them all. But I'm, I have not weighed these, but if you've used this, you know that they usually weigh a good bit more than 100 grams. So I might have enough that I can do two things with it. We'll see. We shall see. Okay, back to 29 Bridges Studio, which I was just talking to you about. Um, I've showed you these yarns before when they were in their skeins. Uh, this color is called Sugar Cookie, and this one is called Coral Reef. I love these together. Um, but, uh, Mary, the dyer has mentioned that something was, uh, the dye company or whatever that she uses has discontinued one of the colors or something. So I think this one is going to change a little bit. Uh, but I'm sure whatever she comes up with will be amazing because Mary is an amazing, amazing dyer. So again, I'm just playing around with this. I don't, it's not what I want. I'm going to show it to you anyway, just because it's what I've been working on. And this is part of the process, right? I mean, sometimes it works and sometimes it doesn't. I've shown you many of my failures before, and I just am not in love with this one. But I do like this lace. This is a variation. It's a little bit hard to see. This is a variation on the one I just showed you in the hat. And I kind of did a little bit of striping here. Uh, and there's, it's a, there's a little bit of ribbing here too. But again, I'll probably pull this out. I'm not afraid of pulling out my knitting. I know some people don't like to, but I pull knitting out all the time, actually. I'm totally fine with it. Because to me, the yarn is so valuable that if I don't love the thing, then I'm gonna pull it out and knit something else with it. And I think that if that 
strikes a chord with you, then you should do that too. Like if you make something and you think, gosh, I put so much time and effort into this, but I don't wear it or I don't like it, pull that puppy out and make something else with it. Unless that makes you sad and then don't do it. <laughs> Maybe find someone who will love it. Uh, but I have been giving a lot of thought to um, slow fashion and just really loving the things that I have. I don't wanna use the word minimalism because I feel like that's a lot of you know getting rid of stuff for the sake of getting rid of stuff and I don't feel that way about it. I just don't wanna be wasteful with what I own because I don't like to have a ton of stuff. I would rather have a few things that I really love rather than things that I don't love. So like uh, the thing that I pulled out and I got all this amazing yarn, um, yeah, that just makes me happy. So if that makes you happy, then I encourage you to do that too. Okay, um, okay, that's almost all the knitting. Let me just show you. Uh, both of those lace stitch patterns are variations of patterns from this book, the Japanese uh, Knitting Stitch Bible. This book is very complicated and the charts are very complicated and it has symbols that we don't use, I think, mainly as Americans uh, or Canadians or maybe just people in the West. That said, look, I mean, that's worth learning whatever you need to learn, right? So. What I did was kind of like, I took a pattern I liked and I took out the parts that were too fussy for me. I'm sure they're not too fussy for everyone, but they're just too fussy for me. And I was able to kind of hone it down to something. Um, one of them has a mistake, that one, okay. Something just a little bit simpler, but still fancy, I think. I mean, this is just, you know, basic increases, decreases, nets and pearls. I mean, there's nothing really too fancy in there. Uh, but this is a wonderful book if you are interested in um, that kind of thing. Okay, <clears throat> I do have some knitting fantasies. I'm gonna come back to that. Okay, um, I shared with you guys a few months ago Martha Stewart's book. It's a crafting for kids book. I'll see if I can get a picture and put it up here so that you can see a picture of it. Uh, this book is the cutest. I don't know, I don't know. My kids are not interested in it. I'm not sure why. But one of the things in there, I hope you can't see the back through this because the back of this is a disaster, but hold on. <laughs> Thank you guys so much for watching and bearing with me. <laughs> okay, so let me hold it up here so you can see. Why is it crooked? I, okay, so this is my family. So there's, hold on, there's me. I've got my Blackwood cardigan on and my skinny jeans and my yellow shoes. Uh, and there is my husband. He's got his clothes, like everyone's wearing clothes that they actually own. So he's got his, you know, man uniform with his watch on. Where's his watch right there? Isn't that cute? And this is my oldest daughter. And she has her Blackwood cardigan on and that's the color of it. Uh, and this is my son in his camo pants. Now you'll see, I actually have two extra X's here, which I'm going to take out. I have no knowledge of the right way to do this, but I thought if I just snip them and then tape it on the back, I think that will work because that way it won't undo. And this is just gonna go in a frame. The back is terrible. Here, this will make you feel good about it. <laughs> if 
if you've ever done this, it's just a mess. So, but I'm okay with it. I don't care. Uh, this is um, my middle daughter and you can see she has glasses on. Gosh, you can really see the back because of the light. Uh, and this is my littlest daughter. She's all pink and turquoise. Isn't this just the cutest? And I'm gonna write uh, the ventries on the bottom of it and put it up in our house. So this happened because of that book, the Martha Stewart book. And I just, whenever I've, I'm at a knitting conundrum or I'm stuck on something, and you can see where I've got like these swatches and I'm, I've got two new designs that I'm kind of working on actively right now for next year, 2019 and I just get kind of overloaded, I pick up something like this and work on it. And this is just so cute and fun. Uh, and I love it. Like there's a lot of cross stitch out there that to me is a, just a little old fashioned and that's just not my thing. But this is very modern and cute and I love it. So that's where I am with that. And this is my very first cross stitch, I think. I feel like I did it a little bit as a kid probably, but as an adult actually trying to make something this is the first one. <laughs> so I think it's cute. Okay. Uh, I have a lot of sewing to show, not because I've done a lot of sewing, but because I've done a lot of thinking about sewing. Um, I discovered a new video podcast. It's not new. It's new to me. And it is called and so on. Uh, Lisa Kish is the person who does this video series podcast, and she is a Toronto based Canadian sewist, um, who's just so sweet. And like, I had an immediate connection with her. Like we have so much in common. So, um, anyway, I was watching her podcast and she just has so much more knowledge about sewing and she's done it a lot more than I have. So I was really able to take away a lot of things. One of the things I liked was that in one of her episodes, she took a shirt that she really liked and tried to make another shirt just like it. I guess probably, I'm assuming, just kind of laying it down and you know, making some sort of a pattern out, out of it. I have this shirt, which I got from Mod Cloth a couple years ago. Let's see if I can show it to you. It's really cute. It has a split hem. It's a little bit longer in the back than the front, and it's got a curved hem. I did iron it, but then it sat in the pile. Um, it just has a, a neck facing, which if I didn't want to do that, I could just use a bias tape uh, facing around it. And then it has these awesome ruffles around the sleeve. Isn't that just so cute? Now, the thing about this is that I like it by itself, because if you put something over it, you're going to cover up those awesome ruffles. So uh, I think I would make something to look like this for the summer. Uh, so that's one thing that I took away from her podcast. The other thing, she just gushed and gushed about this fabric called Nanny Eero. And I was like, what is that? So luckily I scrolled down and I found the link. And this is Japanese fabric that is double gauze, cotton, I guess. And she said it just wears so well and it washes so well. And I was like, I'm going to order some of this just because she just talked about how great it was. And she told me a good place to get it. And so I bought a couple of meters. In Japan, they use meters, which is sort of like yards, but not quite, <laughs> of this. Isn't that beautiful? The color is so deep. Oh, the other thing I got from Lisa, you know what she does? Because Nanny Iro 
is a little bit pricey. This was about $7 for a half meter, which is about $14 a yard. That's a little bit pricey. Um, but if you're only making clothes that you really love, then it's not pricey. If it's something that you you know, are really gonna think about and, and enjoy wearing, then I'm okay with it, is that she would use the selvage edge as the edge. And in this other fabric that I got from them, and this already has, oh, this is um, cut out, this is the peppermint ruffle sleeve top. And what I did here, you can see how much selvage there is, and it's got a little bit of like a frayed edge on the bottom, and how it has like the wavy line, like it's the, I don't know, it's so pretty that she would leave it on as the bottom hem. And I was like, because of that, I bought these fabrics that had no directional print. Um, but isn't that just so pretty? The color is so deep. This one is, is showing up on the screen a little bluer than it is. It's more of a greenish aqua blue. So this peppermint ruffle sleeve top is another top that I have made recently. And this one I only had one meter of, and so I'm making a sleeveless version. And I'm just gonna use bias tape on this side, uh, um, on the armholes and on the neck hole. And I'm gonna leave this awesome uh, selvage edge as the hem. Thank you, Lisa, for that, because I think that was the thing that made me want to order the Nanny Eero the most, was leaving that selvage edge out. I just love that. You blow dry pom-poms, you leave a selvage out, I'm in. <laughs> I don't know why. So anyway, uh, those two fabrics I just think are awesome. And I got them, uh, I'll put a link in my show notes to where I, I ordered these from. And they came from Japan in a little package with all the airmail on it, which, I don't know, that was exciting to me. But So the other peppermint ruffle sleeve top, I have actually worn this so many times, and I did iron it to show you, but again, it's been a little while. And I have my... Hold on, there's a hair on it. I have my label in there from the Dutch label shop, which is great. These labels are awesome. I only paid like $24 for like 50 of them. Uh, yeah, so this is a peppermint ruffle sleeve top. Isn't that just so pretty? I have worn this so many times. I wear this all the time. I love it so much. It's so pretty. The only downside is that these fluffy sleeves do not go well under a long sleeve sweater. So I typically wear them under a short sleeve sweater or just with a um, scarf. I originally picked this, and I talked about this last time, to go with the Barrett Wool Shawl, which is all done, and I'm beyond in love with this thing, but I'm not gonna show it to you yet because when you publish a pattern through a yarn company, it takes a million years to publish. Like it's just, it's not like self-publishing, which is very quick, you know, write, tech edit, test it, done. With a yarn company, it just takes a long time. So I'm not going to show that to you yet, but I will and I can't wait to. So I originally sewed this to go with that and it was too busy. I didn't really like it. Um, so, but I loved the yellow with those colors I showed you last time. Um, so, I made this dress. And I took a picture of this. You can see my, you know, non-expert sewing there. That's not perfect, but I did finish the edges really well. I, well, maybe not that one. <laughs> but like uh, here, I did the, I surged it and I did, um, just to cover up the raw edges here, I put in this kind of tape. Anyway, this is a uh, waterfall raglan dress, and I added 
did I add the ruffle? I, I added the ruffle on the sleeve. So the ruffle on the bottom comes on this pattern and you can see kind of how this is shaped. It's very basic and I added this kind of cool seam here. This was a mistake actually. I just cut it wrong because what happened? I can't remember. I made a mistake and I liked the seam so much I just left that in there. And here on these sleeves, I left the selvage out. Thanks, Lisa. Love that. So it's kind of a roughly uh, sleeve. And I knit this to go, I'm sorry, I sewed this to go with the Barrett Wool Shawl and it is amazing. I love the yellow with the dark turquoise. It just makes it pop. So what I did to this pattern was a lot of things. Now the Waterfall Raglan, which is by Chalk and Notch, is a very wide, like it goes out like this, and then it has a big, huge ruffled peplum as a top or as a dress, both in the same pattern. I wanted this thing to fit like my husband would want it to fit. <laughs> so I took it way in, like I made it, I'm not like this, I'm more like this. So I, I just brought the, the side seams in a good bit and then I put in darts in the bust and darts in the back so that it fits. It's not tight, but it's just not loose. It's a very kind of fitted fit. So this dress is very yellow. So I like it with something. I wore it with my Inverness sweater and I posted a picture of that on Instagram. And um, whenever uh, the Barrett Wool Shawl comes out, you can see it with that too. It's just, love it. Is that the end of my pile? I think that's the end of my pile. Okay, knitting fantasies. So I got such a response about knitting fantasies last time because I included it on the audio and I did not include it on the video. And so many people said, I love knitting fantasies because I find so many new patterns. So I'm going to lose my, if I can, I'm gonna lose my screen here. Uh, I think it will still keep recording. Um, and I'm just gonna show you, I just took pictures on my phone. I'm not, I can't see anymore. So hopefully everything will be all right. Gotta scroll through. Oh, here's a picture of the swatch that I'm working on. I took this picture because the, the woman who um, was driving carpool this morning was like, it's so cold outside. And I was like, I'm not cold. <laughs> I'm so mean. Um, oh yeah, and we're demoing our bathroom. Oh, I can't wait to tell you that story. I'll tell you in a minute. But first, knitting fantasies, if I can ever find. Okay, this cowl is called Midwinter by Laura Ayler. Can you see that? This is a cowl with color work. I really like that it is slimmer at the top and wider at the bottom because I love that fit. I think that looks like it will just fit so well. It also, oops, sorry. It also looks like um, it will knit up really fast. It's just really, really pretty color work. So that is my first pick. Uh, my second pick is one for Amarisu Magazine that is done by Justyna Lorkowska. I think I got it right. Um, I forget the name of this. I'll put it up on the screen, but this is gorgeous. This is a, um, for the audio podcast listeners, this is a light gray cropped cardigan with pockets, I think. Looks like it has pockets. And it is just beautiful. I love the shaping. I love the style of that. It looks like it would go with positively 
everything. Um, my next pick is called Solana by Shelly Anderson. This is so basic, it almost looks like she bought it from a store. It's just um, a basic tunic top with, not a tunic, but um, like an A-line top that's normal uh, hip length. It's not a tunic length, but it's not cropped either. It has a V-neck and kind of three-quarter wide sleeves. So that is Solana by Shelly Anderson, who's a designer I haven't heard of. I love finding new designers. And then I'll find them and I'm like, oh, they've got like 400 amazing designs. Like, how did I not see that before? Okay, uh, the, my next pick, not sure how many that is, is uh, Susan Anderson, one of my favorite people in the world. Her holiday charm set number two and it's so cute, it's so cute. I honestly, like which to pick, number one or number two, they're both just so amazing. This one is the one with the snowman with the little hat and the wreath, and she's got her cool outfit on with it. She's my style hero. Okay, this last one is a free pattern. Can't remember the name of it. You can see that on this one, I took the picture and I didn't get the name or the designer in there, but I will put it up on the screen or I'll put it in my show notes if you're listening. Um, this is a gorgeous, I wanna say sport weight or DK weight hat. It's yellow and kind of an off-white. Um, algae, that's what it's called, algae. And it's so cute and it is free. It's a free pattern. I'm not sure why people do that. Maybe just to, I don't know. Um, but it's beautiful. It's great. I love it. So those are all of my knitting fantasy picks. Um, I'm going to put my, my screen back up here. Uh, hopefully you have found some new um, designers or new designs that you haven't seen before. These are all doing really well on Ravelry, which is, I think, how I found them. So... Okay, that's the end of the knitting and the sewing and the general craftiness. Now, I have a, so here's what happened for you, but it has nothing to do with any of that. So if you just came for that stuff, then thank you so much, I'll see you next time. But if you want to hear this kind of ridiculous story <laughs> from just my regular life, here it is. So, in our house, our bathroom is just, our master bathroom, my husband and I share off of our room, uh, it's just a regular bathroom. Like there's nothing fancy about it. Totally just builder grade, whatever is in there. And it's been totally fine. We've lived in this house for more than 13 years and we've always been fine with it. You know, every now and then we'd go, wouldn't it be cool if we could like upgrade the bathroom? But then we're like, who's got money to upgrade the bathroom, right? Like that's ridiculous. We're not doing that. So years and years go by. And then about a month ago, we try and shut the shower door and it doesn't work. Like it's broken. The hinge has broken and the shower doors doesn't work. So we're like, oh, okay, well, hopefully we can just buy a new hinge, which is just the one tiny little piece on the shower door. Maybe it'll cost $50, I don't know. And that'll be that. So because this door is so cheap and junky, it has no brand on it. My husband scoured the internet to find this hinge. And he even found somebody who had a door that was the same. And he said, I just need this one hinge to do it. And she said, I don't have that part. She's like, you'd be amazed at how many people call me up and say, 
can I just have this one tiny piece? And she goes, we do not sell it. I am so sorry. I think it's dumb too, but that was that. So then we were looking at, okay, we have to replace the entire shower doors. So it's like $500 or something to replace this crappy door with a, another door that's equally crappy, but new. So we were like $500 to put into this bathroom that's just, you know, like we don't love, just doesn't look great. Like we don't want to spend $500. Like if we're going to put in new doors, we want nicer doors. Well, those are $2,500. And so then we're like, well, we're not going to put $2,500 doors into this crummy bathroom. So what we had hoped would start out as a $50 fix. And so, oh, let me tell you this part. This part is great. <laughs> so at the point where we're like, okay, we're going to spend some amount of money to put in new doors. Maybe we can just make the existing tile, which is not, I mean, it doesn't look great. It's old, dated, you know, like maybe if we dyed the grout, that would magically make this bathroom look great. So my husband and I pick out grout dye. We're like, what color do we want? Shopping, going to the store. I mean, just like, okay. So then he gets me this cleaner. And I mean, it takes me like an hour and a half to scour the floor, scour the shower walls, everything deep, deep clean so that we can dye the grout. So then we're in there and we've got our Q-tips. <laughs> yes, Q-tips. And we're dyeing the grout. And then we back up. And we looked at each other and we were like, it's terrible. <laughs> if you're following my Instagram stories, you've kind of seen this a little bit and I'll be continuing to post these and I'll show you uh, in there the grout dying fiasco. <laughs> so then we were like, this is dumb. Let's just renovate this thing. So we go to this, you know, we go to that place that has that guy that says, I'll do everything for you. All you have to do is sit back and drink your coffee and we'll do everything. And that, of course, no one can afford that. I mean, we were kind of like, yeah, that's not going to happen. We're not that. We're not those people. We're not the all inclusive people. So we're like, OK, to in order to make this a somewhat reasonable renovation. We're mostly going to do it ourselves. My husband um, is super handy. He's great at stuff, but he also, you know, has more than one job and he's the father of four and we're busy people. So, you know, we're going to sub out some of the tile and whatnot, but we are basically completely renovating the bathroom, gutting it. Everything is gone. So the maybe we could replace this hinge for just, you know, a small amount of money and that would be great. We've gone from that to gut it. <laughs> so this is a project that's going to be ongoing for probably about the next six to eight weeks, I would imagine. So we're using the kid's bathroom, which is fine. I don't care. Uh, right now our sinks are still there. And so we can kind of get ready, you know, there. And it was so funny. Like I was like, I'm trying to like find my makeup and I've got to like move the reciprocating saw, <laughs> get the, get the grout grinder out of the way and the caulk gun and whatnot. So, um, yeah, it's a little bit crazy and it's funny. I didn't, <laughs> my Tracy of the grocery girls is a friend of mine and she is so funny. She saw my stories and she was like, Devin, it's Christmas. Like, what are you doing? And I was like, it'll be fine. And then a few days later, I realized that I'm kind of like getting anxious <laughs> and I thought, 
maybe I'm doing too many things. <laughs> so maybe I am. But having this podcast done and having it look so good, like I found this new spot in my house and the lighting is so nice. I think this is going to be my podcast spot. So uh, this has been great. I love hanging out with you guys. It's so fun for me, even though you're knitting and I'm chatting. It's great. I love it. So hopefully you've had a good uh, knitting session and I will see you guys after Christmas. So happy knitting. One last thing, my Molly socks and my 11th hour hat pattern are on sale. If you want them, they're on sale through December 24th. Uh, so go check those out. Bye guys.